Welcome back aboard Blurred Force One with your boys Mo and Lottie. And this is the Supercast. The Supercast where we talk about all things superhero in our pop culture media. That's movies, TV shows, video games. We talk about the news, do some speculation, all that good nerdy stuff. And uh, before we start the podcast, do us a favor, get down there, hit like on this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're on a podcasting platform, uh, give us a five-star review or whatever star you uh, think we deserve. Any kind of interaction, we appreciate that. And, of course, you can uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. So, uh, anyway, uh, welcome back. And, uh, man, it's it's been a it's been a slow news week, even though uh, we did just have uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out. So that's sort of a superhero thing. But uh, otherwise, uh, Lottie, my friend... How you doing? And uh, what you been up to? What nerdy stuff have you been getting to? Man, besides watching Bleach, I haven't been really doing much nerdy stuff, man. Just been basically spending all my time really, even really doing animations and just working life, you know. Yeah, man, that's it's. I feel the same way. It's, it's, instead of animations, I've been. Uh, <laughs> doing reviews for shows that apparently no one else is watching i guess it's it feels like it but uh i mean i mean i'm enjoying all these shows but it's there's a lot of tv going on now for, despite the writers strike uh and uh, of course i went and saw teenage mutant ninja turtles over the weekend and i highly recommend everyone go check that out uh it's it's sort of a superhero thing as far as i'm concerned so we could talk about it but somebody didn't watch it so I'm, <laughs> I'm the only person that's seen it. So if you guys want to know what I thought about it, go uh, check out the review that's going to be posted on the channel within uh, probably, I don't know, the next day. Uh, but it's if you want to go see something dope, you know, definitely hit up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, so and also uh, we're 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 searching for that 200 subscribers. So just somebody, you know, show some love. Go ahead and uh, hook that up. But anyway, this is the Supercast. Of course, we're going to be talking about uh, all this superhero news. Again, it's kind of a slow news week, uh, but we got like a few items that we want to, uh, you know, knock around and see, what, see what's good out of them. So we're going to be talking about this week. Robert Kirkman, uh, creator of Invincible, uh, showrunner and writer on the Invincible TV show, talks about race swapping and why it was done. And yes, the creator was doing the race swapping so if you you know if you guys want to talk about anti-wokeness you know you know who to aim at uh james gunn apparently has told david ayer that uh we will eventually see the ayer cut uh is this good or bad and uh what what does this mean for the future of the dc universe uh the marvel vfx team members vote to unionize uh in the midst of uh two strikes going on um, and we'll talk about unionization and all that good stuff. Uh, and speaking of like, you know, animators, the director of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles talks about how Seth Rogen, you know, gave guidance on work-life balance for the animation crew. And I think we'll be pleasantly surprised to hear what he had to say. And finally, uh, rumor or speculation about Apple potentially merging with Disney. 
And uh, is this is this something we want to see? What you know? What could this mean for entertainment? So, uh, Lottie, uh, it's a good bit of stuff here today, man. You ready to talk about it? Yeah, I'm ready to talk. All right, let's get to it. So, um, Lottie, uh, nerds, nerd corners really get up in arms about race swapping, to say the least. I, I mean, I feel like that's an understatement as hell. And we've talked at length about, you know, race swapping, why it it doesn't have to mean what people think it means. And, you know, the historical, uh, you know, the historical, uh, you know, way that people of color and women were excluded from these sorts of roles and everything and all that stuff. I mean, we could go on. But the point is, is that generally speaking, when race swapping happens, you get a certain segment of fandom that gets all mad that because apparently the race of the character is super essential that it stays the same way it was before. Um, and this has happened like in the movies and in the comics and so forth. Uh, but Robert Kirkman, so we know he, he's created Invincible, you know, to like 20 years ago or, you know, co-created Invincible 20 years ago. And he has also, of course, helped write and show run the animated show. And there's a difference. There are some racial differences between characters. Like, for instance, I mean, obviously Amber is black in the, the show, but she's white in the comics. And then, uh, you know, Mark Grayson himself is half Viltrumite, half Korean, right? And his mom is Korean. Uh, so, or, you know, those are some obvious changes. And so Robert Kirkman was sort of asked about it when he was talking about the upcoming Invincible Season 2. And he, he said it was a deliberate choice on the part of the creators to do these race swaps. Um, essentially because when he was originally writing the comic and they were drawing it and everything, you know, 20 years ago, he said it's like a, it's a bunch of white dudes that were just like, more or less he was saying, we just weren't thinking about diversity at all. We were just, a, you know, a bunch of white du- young white dudes that were making a comic. And so essentially, as far as I can understand, the Invincible TV show seems to be a way to sort of go back and maybe make it more diverse. Uh, so Lottie, that's a long preamble. The point is, he gave his reason for it, and it essentially comes down to, look, we're, we're trying to be better than we were before. And uh, so that's why these things are happening. Um, I just kind of want to hear what you had to say about his, his reasoning and also like essentially how this, uh, sort of reflects other attempts to increase diversity of characters in comic book movies and comic book TV shows, or just like superhero stuff in general. So as somebody who's, you know, I do animations and I'm technically creating a story of characters myself. I mean, writers can just go through a phase of like if midnight was a comic book and i released it in 2021 and the midnight that i'm making now is a vastly different story when it comes to characters the way the main character is and everything some people will say you know some people might go and say when you know if midnight came out in 2021 and see you know, a revamp midnight of 2023, they'll be like, oh, it went woke. No, it's, it's not that it went woke. It's that 
the writer, the person who created the show has, he has developed, he or she has developed and wants the story to be told in a different way, you know, and he had, and they have an opportunity of doing that because, you know, we all know, uh, even, and you know, cause you know, this from, you know, we've watched that you've watched anime, uh, manga does this too. Manga to anime is vastly different in some cases than it is to the anime. You know, manga is vastly different to the anime. There's a lot of shows that I've watched where they've gender, they've gender bend. Uh, some animes I've watched where they gender bend a character or gender bend a character's brother or sister or something like that. Or their race is just the way it goes because they're like, well, you know, when I look back on it, having this person just with just another person you know like you said just having mark date a white woman and his other love interest is a white woman eh, in 2023 let's just be honest in 2023 that's kind of boring you know what i mean right. it just it'll add spice to the story and him as a writer it sees the opportunity of doing that and I, there's no problem with it and here's another thing that i just tell comic book nerds this all the time when they tell me about gender swapping and all that stuff i said a lot of lesser characters have been gender swapped or race swapped x23 has changed race like five times she originally was black then she became uh, uh asian and in the movie she's latina right it's x23 has changed race so many freaking times i mean hawk girl has changed race so many times i can go down the list of you know starfire there's it just happens it's just the way comic comic books have been doing this since the 70s they have changed the race or the gender of a character quite a bit i mean the main character is not really too much but like side characters yeah this happens all the time there's nothing to be upset about i mean what does mark mom being white what does that add to the story of her staying white right you know what i mean well what is, is yeah and i think it's because it's it's about over representation like the the thing is is uh a lot i feel like i'm not one of the people that complains about this i'm just trying to put myself into their shoes and in their shoes they're used to seeing themselves represent over represented at the center of the story at all times and so to take one of those roles away it's just like hey you know where's my over representation and they don't see the flip side of the coin which is everyone else who's not well represented has to somehow find a way to identify with this character that doesn't look like them. And the, you know, I, I, I often say, you know, that representation matters and these people that complain about diversity, you know, and race swapping or whatever, they know that diversity matters because if they didn't, they wouldn't complain so much about, uh, about some of their representation going away. Right. Like these people who are, who are just mad about that stuff, they're, they know representation matters, and they'll be like, I can't identify with this character that doesn't look like me. And I'm like, well, you know, get on the fucking train, man. Other people like us have had to identify with characters that don't look like us all the damn time. What's wrong with you? What is so weak about you and your, you know, your psyche and your mentality 
that you can't empathize with someone just because their skin color or their sex is different from you or their sexual orientation. If that's your problem, you have an empathy problem. You have you have an inability to sympathize with somebody who isn't you. You know, and yeah. so that isn't a, that isn't a comics problem. To be honest, Kirkman was basically just like, look, people, everyone who reads this comic should be able to see themselves in it. Like they don't, they shouldn't have to imagine themselves in it. They should be able to literally see themselves in it. It's not hard. And to be quite honest, let, and let's be perfectly honest. You, you know, y'all can be offended by this or not, but almost every fucking white character in the in the comics, their whiteness is just the default. It's kind of like the default pattern. You know, it's that when you start a, a video game, it's just the default avatar. But there's no flavor to it at all. Not all the time. Sometimes you get white characters. You're like, like, here's a white character whose whiteness actually fucking matters. And that's Remy LeBeau, a.k.a. Gambit. His being a white Cajun man, that shit matters. It's specific. It is. It pertains to his character. And I would be pissed if they made him black. I like. I would. Am I wrong? I'd be mad. That's he's he's supposed to be a white Cajun dude. It matters. But like fucking Clark Kent, who gives a fuck? Well, he's he could be he is literally the default avatar. There's no flavor at all to his whiteness. It's, there's nothing specific about it. He could be fucking from anywhere. You know how we know that? Because there's been Elseworlds where he's been from Russia and he's basically the same person. Or uh, what's the name? Another character that's like is Batman. Like Batman being another race will almost change will pretty much change who the character of Bruce Wayne will be. It would be like if like if Batman was black, it would be almost like Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would be like because he comes from old money. You know, African Americans yeah. very rarely have old money in America. It, it wouldn't make you know? sense if he were an American, but if he were Chinese or you know yes. if he were Japanese like in Japan or if he were a you know Saudi and he was from like the royal family, okay. And he was operating out of Riyadh, cool. I get that. But like Bruce Wayne's whiteness actually means something. But like think of your average fucking, you know, white superhero. If you if they made them black, shit doesn't it doesn't matter. They're, now there's now there's actually some some actual specificity to them. Otherwise, again, they're just the default avatar. And so ain't nothing wrong with that like again if you have a problem with diversity it's almost certainly because you are overrepresented and a little bit of loss of that representation that you fucking know matters because you cry about it that little bit of loss of representation even though you're still overrepresented with that one or two characters gone is it matters to you so think about how much more it matters to someone like me who sees you know, fewer, we're seeing more of them, but fewer people of color who are actually heroes, superheroes or whatever. So, yeah, like I say, everyone knows diversity matters. And it's good to know that the creators are, you know, taking that to heart, that they're going to not make subtext. They're just going to be straight out about it. No, we're going to change it because this character, it doesn't fucking matter that they were white at first. Now they're not. How's it changed anything? It's it's just giving people who are underrepresented an opportunity to see themselves in a way that usually they weren't. So, got Kirkman, one of the good ones. Uh, 
I, at least at least when it comes to this issue, I understand he he remember he was getting sued. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know what happened with that, but at least on this issue, one of the good ones. So uh, anyway, uh, we're looking forward to Invincible season two coming out uh, in November. So uh, we'll talk about it then. Uh, so James Gunn, uh, we know he's running the DC universe. He's prepping Superman and everything like that, and. He's he you know he's on good terms with David Ayer, uh, who made Suicide Squad the the you know the first one, but famously didn't get his cut of the movie to be the theatrical cut. Uh, in fact, they got some other directors or something to kind of edit his shit into you know what we ended up getting. Which and by the way, I like that movie, but I understand a lot of people didn't care so much for it. It made a decent amount of money and all that stuff introduced us to Harley Quinn and, uh, you know, the DCEU's uh, Amanda Waller uh, set up the second Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. So it's, you know, some good stuff came out of it. But the point is, people are, ever since we got the the Snyder Cut, people have been like, oh, well, release the Ayer Cut, release the Ayer Cut. And so David Ayer, he, you know, he got on uh, Twitter and kind of like, you know, had something to say about it, which essentially boiled down to, you know, hey, you know, this thing is kind of taking on a life of its own. There definitely is a, a cu- my cut of the movie exists, and you know, people seem to want to see this thing, and I can't really kind of get away from it. But I've talked to James, and he said that at some point, eventually, you know, the air cut will be released. So, Lottie, I. I hate when they chum the waters for these fucking Snyder stands. I'm not kidding. Like this, I, the thing. Here's the thing. I do want to see this. That's that's the 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 thing is. I want to see this the air cut of uh, of you know Suicide Squad. But a man, I hate when this shit happens because the Snyder stands, you know, they suddenly feel, you know it's like they they're reviving the zombie and they're ready to get back in there. And they're prepared to be mad at James Gunn again because of, you know, action, inaction, whatever on this. Uh, so I, but I kind of wanted to see, you know, what you thought about that, this and, you know, how likely, how soon are we to see this uh, if we do get to see it? If what this man is saying is true, James Gunn, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm not saying just from this. I'm also just saying in general, like, you know, I've thought more and more about uh, uh, Gal Gadot being back as Wonder Woman or continuing as Wonder Woman. And I'm just saying to myself that I'm don't get me wrong. I'm happy that she's back. But it's like. What is going on? Like, if you're going to do a reboot, scrap everything. You know what I mean? Except Peacemaker. But it's 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 looking more and more like the only thing he wanted to scrap was was Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill Henry Cavill <laughs> Superman. And it's just I mean, it's looking like that at this point. And I'm just saying to myself like, what are you doing? If you're if you're going to keep everything you might as well have finished. You literally might as well let, had let what's the name finish the uh, Snyderverse. 
Literally, you should have. You might as well. If you're going to, if you're doing an Ayers cut, you if if Ayers cut come out, I am with everybody. Restore the Snyder's first. If you are going to release this Ayers cut, you should restore the Snyderverse and let it finish at this point, and just call it another multiverse. I mean, yeah, because they could do that, I suppose. Because why? If you're going to do an Ayers cut, if you are reviving another Snyderverse movie. You might as well let it finish. At this point, like, like I'm looking at this one tweet. The movie came out in 2016. If yeah. they revive that movie in 2024 or 2025, that's going to be nine, eight, nine years later. What is what is going on? What is uh, well? I, I mean, I don't think it has to be that serious. Like they could just put that bitch on HBO Max and be done with. You know. It's they not going to happen, though. It's but, but, Reese, but Reese, you can't do that. If you release this movie, you might as well, because Snyder stands are not like you're thinking like you're thinking like MCU fans. I'm, I, oh, I'm thinking like a regular person that's just like that likes the movies, but isn't like doesn't have their entire identity wrapped up in whether or not this shit continues. But there is millions of these people, man. It's not a small fan base. The Snyder, these Snyder stands are powerful, man. That, no, well, they are. No, I'm sorry, they are a small fan base. I don't care how many Snyder restore the Snyderverse people exist. They are tiny. They're, yeah, I agree. They're, they're tiny. They, they are so. They're tiny. They're a, a tiny but vocal minority. What they want is ridiculous. If they should be fucking counting their blessings, they should be thanking. Whatever you know, whatever uh, executive greenlights the fucking A or cut, because they're not getting any actual new movies. Like they're not going to this this whole restore the Snyderverse thing. It it is the you no know, most. It, it's a ship that's not just sinking. It is under the fucking water, and they are treading water, and they think they're still on a damn ship. They're not. You know, they're like you. It's not this stuff. This. Titanic is not coming back up. The best you can get is a lifeboat from it. And and like you gotta be you better be happy with that fucking lifeboat. So like what like they, they're not gonna get what they want. Doing this for them is just a little it's you know, throwing them a scrap. But I don't think beyond that, no, they don't, there's no need to even worry about the Snyderverse beyond that. Like this it, it's I just I I want to see this, but like, and I hate what what it does to the Snyder stands. But like, no, not not at all. <laughs> Lottie, it's it's the am I, I feel like that Titanic, uh, that Titanic uh, analogy feels right. It feels right, but <laughs> that, man, that, the Snyder but... stands are literally they're they're they are the people playing music on the fucking sinking ship. That that's who they are. But it, but it feels like it feels like Warner Brothers. It just it's not only are they throwing them life, they're throwing they throwing them life jackets. Now they're giving them a lifeboat. Like just just let it go, just let it they, go. But we'll see. They're throwing them a life jacket and a lifeboat, but they don't know there's a world. You know, there's a whirlpool right next to it. So <laughs> it seems like they're being saved, but actually, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm look. If he says that James Gunn said that, I believe it. 
I just I feel like we're probably not going to see because as I understand it, it's not going to be till well after they've started the new DC universe. So you could be talking about a ten year anniversary thing. <clears throat> they could easily like the ten year anniversary is three years from now, so they could easily do that. You know, in in you know twenty six. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm sure. Uh, restore the Snyderverse will keep this shit running around. So. Uh, but we'll let you guys know uh, if, when we get any information. Uh, moving over to Marvel, it, we're in the Lottie. We're in the midst of the strikes. Uh, the SAG, AFTRA, and WGA strikes are are well underway. Even though I understand that the WGA said that they are, uh, you know, maybe talks might be opening soon or something like that. Who knows? Uh, but we're well, in, you know, we're into August. It's gonna you know, be, it's going to be affecting TV and movies for a while. Uh, but in the midst of all of that, we also got, uh, the, you know, 50 some people at, uh, Marvel, the, you know, visual effects members at Marvel, uh, they've all voted, uh, to, uh, unionize, uh, specifically that they, they're going to, you know, it's really not to, to vote to unionize. It's a vote uh, they've all agreed to vote on whether or not to unionize, and they want to be represented by IATSE. Now, I'll just to explain to people that don't know this, this is inside baseball stuff, but uh, IATSE is one of the, the trade unions that covers people who work, you know, they do uh, lighting and, you know, I think camera operators and uh, basically a lot of the, ba- you know, the people who do the technical stuff on, you know, costume designers and so forth. They are all unionized under IATSE, but the visual effects people have not, which is a notoriously bad situation for people in VFX right now. Um, Also, the fact that they outsource VFX a lot doesn't help either, but lack of unionization is what has essentially caused a lot of the, uh, you know, work hour abuse and, you know, lack of personal life, uh, personal time, lack of work-life balance, so forth. All of the egregious overreach that's been going on in order to get these movies to us. Uh, so, but at, at Marvel, their in-house VFX people have voted to unionize, uh, to which I say, fuck yeah. Like I want, I wish all of, all these people could unionize, but you know, baby steps. Uh, so, uh, Lottie, you know, you know me. I'm all for the unions, but how do you feel about this? Is this a, first of all? Is this you know? Is this a good thing for uh, for Marvel? And second of all, is, could this be the start of maybe a trend among the VFX uh, you know people in Hollywood? Oh, this is terrible for Marvel. It's just saying this is not good news for Marvel at all. But this is good for downright human beings being treated right it's about damn time that they are uh unionized you know what i mean i said marvel money pretty bags much Mi- what's money bags mickey got to say about it though money back money bag mickey's like what the fuck <laughs> to pay these damn writers and actors i gotta pay the people who make shit look good damn it <laughs> because if they're like, unionized it's like mickey mickey got to come up off some cash <laughs> You can't, you know, you know what that unionized thing means. You can't, you know, you know, you know what? Uh, I'm pretty sure you, you actually we have talked about this. You already know how the VFX thing go. It's like a race to the bottom. Whoever can, whoever can 
whoever can uh, make a scene look the best, spending the less money. That's how VFX has it. Unionize that shit is that shit is over. That day is over. You are not is no more race to the bottom anymore. Well, I mean, unfortunately, this only applies. So it only applies to the people at Marvel. So these are in-house VFX people. But we know that on any given Marvel movie, they've got like ten, you know, fifteen you know teams doing different parts of the movie so uh those won't be affected by this um but just the people that work at at uh marvel um which i i mean good for them i i absolutely i'm happy for them uh and hope that this goes through because then this will mean you know benefits and all that other stuff uh i mean obviously um you know they're free to just fire them, and that's that is something that places that don't want to unionize will do. They will just fire the people that are causing problems. But here's the deal: that's also something you really can't do federally. That's against the law. So you know, hopefully this move works, and they're able to. Once they're a part of IATSE, that's the thing: is there's only fifty of them, right? <clears throat> fifty people in a union doesn't move doesn't move much. IATSE's got thousands of members. You got to you think of how many people are in SAG. There's that, you know, you, you, they got thousands and thousands of members. Well, everyone for every one actor, if you ever think every one actor that's on a set, there's probably three or four not actors working on that set, too. So there's so many people in IATSE that, you know, add these people in there. Now they've got huge collective bargaining. Uh, so I, I mean, all for it. In fact, I'd say. Other places around Hollywood that for VFX, they need to take the, this opportunity, you know, to, to get uh, unionized. Now, that'll probably be harder at other places, too. I'll admit that the smaller studios are going to have, you know, it'll be harder to do. But I'm, I'm all for it. Like, let's let's get it because, you know, I don't know. A lot of this, these entertainment companies, they're making a ton of money. And the executives seem to me to making a ton of money. So maybe it's time for, you know, the people that actually make shit to t- make some money too. So, um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see where I, I think, uh, there's probably going to be another vote. So we'll let you guys know, uh, w- what happens there, but you know, go Marvel VFX people, you know, get, get your union on. Um, let's speaking of, or, you know, VFX slash animators, uh, Lottie, we you know where we saw across the Spider Verse, it was amazing, right? Looked amazing. Was it just a great movie? Um, but unfortunately, we also found out, and this kind of soured me. Uh, it kind of soured me a bit on uh, Spider Verse was that they really fucking did crunch for like over a year and a half on that, you know, on the people working on that movie, and that they just had you know working you know, 70 plus hour weeks and all that other stuff. It, I mean, it's, it just, it bugs the shit out of me that something I loved was really at the expense of other people's lives and their health and their, you know, and their livelihoods. And so, you know, obviously we don't want that to be repeated uh, for Spider-Verse. But we got some good news when it comes to animation. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which as I said before, it's a great movie. You should go see it. Uh, but if you need another good reason to go see it, it's because they didn't fucking exploit and abuse their animators. Lottie, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. believe this. The director of it, uh, his name is um, 
Jeff Rowe. Uh, he said that Seth Rogen kind of, you know, you know, led led as far as, uh, and I think Evan Goldberg is his Seth Rogen's business partner, producing partner. That he said that they had a good work life balance at their production, uh, you know, their production company, and that that kind of guided him on how to work with the animators on the movie. And so they weren't overworked and they weren't like, you know, pulling 70 hour weeks and not seeing their family. And basically they got treated like normal workers that have lives and have families and weren't on the hook for, you know, all this overtime. And in fact, they were, they were really flexible with people working remote and few days a week and so forth in order to get the most out of it. Um, Lottie, who who are these people and how dare they do business ethically? Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. You know, there's very few companies that you hear about that brunch is not that big of a thing. You know, like I've heard like uh, uh, Sony Santa Monica sent to people who make God of War. I've heard like they're, they pretty much don't do crunch. You know, well, they make God of War. They, the world will wait for God of War, you know, but it's cool to see that Seth Rogen, you know, pretty much said, ah, these, these people got to see their family. I remember I was watching, I was uh, listening to a podcast and this guy was talking about, um, he said a joke that him and his brother will always say, he will like play a video game and he'll like see something like in the game not look as good as something else and his brother will be like come on man the guy who probably designed this part he needs to see his kids sometime (laughs) 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 it is just like i mean it's 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 a joke but like it's also some bullshit because it's real like yeah because man people are worked man they work as i can tell you from animating like some people think like from just just like legit experience i animate some people think like my 30 seconds to one minute and 30 second animations they think it only takes me like one hour or two hours to make i'm like it takes me about two hours to do six seconds they're like what is it yes yes animating is difficult and don't oh god if you render it and it looks bad you gotta start all over (laughs) <laughs> yeah this i just want to remind everyone this is why you need a fucking union so that people can't do shit because let's also let's keep it real here too this is this is something they voluntarily did because they're you know based being basically good human beings trying to realize that other people are not cogs in a machine but in fact they are people that have lives and things that they would you know, like they would like to do besides sitting at the fucking office animating, you know, they do that apart. They don't have, they can do that without exploiting people, but it's voluntary. Mind you, this is voluntary. They've decided that they are going to be that sort of place, but unions ensure because we can't count on people to be good people. You know, we can't count. We we've seen, I'll, I'll just say this. We've seen more than enough examples of, you know, the people who run companies behaving badly towards their, we've, you know, their employees. We've seen plenty of that. And we've seen some who voluntarily 
been good to their employees. But those people who are, you know, voluntarily good to their employees won't have a problem with a union. But the ones who need to exploit their employees in order to make their money, they will have a problem with the union. And that's exactly why you fucking need one. Because the you don't have to worry about the good ones. You got to worry about the bad ones. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but Sony was the bad ones when it came to Spider-Verse. Or, you know, even if they were like, well, it wasn't us. It was our other animation teams. Well, motherfucker, you, you, play, you pay them animation teams. Be yep. like... And, and let me tell you, the animation in Ninja Turtles was great. Just great. I loved it. I, so some, some absolutely good-looking animation, and they didn't have to fucking, you know, exploit their workers to, to get it. So, yeah, go see, go see the movie. Show it some love. It, it deserves more love than it's getting, uh, if, if for no other reason, because they're doing right by their animators. So, uh, anyway... Uh, and also go unions. <laughs> so uh, our final uh, bit, our final bit of news for the day, is about a potential merger. And I think I feel like we talked about this before, maybe a year ago, uh, about Apple and Disney merging. Really, let's just call it what it is Apple acquiring Disney, because ain't ain't gonna be no merging uh, of D- Disney into you know ain't gonna be no merging and Di- Disney somehow has some kind of influencers say apple is worth what how many trillions is it, is it a few trillion dollars what a, i don't not trillion Next but two two trillion they're worth two trillion dollars or something like something like that disney's worth 76 billion maybe and plus they got debt so clearly and i i'm probably not i may, I may be wrong about that but whatever they're worth billions. Apple's worth trillions. This will be a buyout. They will be buying Disney. And, you know, and obviously there's some, you know, con- some issues with consolidation about them having control of Apple and and also then having control of ABC and ESPN and all that. They probably would get rid of those or whatever. Um, but the point is they would have the house of mouse. Uh, Lottie, again, we talked about this before. What do you think? Uh, is this likely... Would this be good for uh, for us, the consumers? Uh, I know Apple would be like yes, but and Disney investors would be like yes, but us consumers, how should we be looking at this? No, 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 and hell no. I'm tired of consolidation. I hate bigger companies buying medium-sized companies it is such annoyance i just i i'm absolutely pissed off that microsoft bought activision i just hate that this is what we are coming to and there are idiots out there that are fucking happy that this is happening not realizing all that's going to do is increase prices and make shit harder on people who are the consumer because when there are less competition Guess what happens? Prices go up. People don't realize that. You don't. I. I do not want. I want Disney to get their fucking act together in both sports and movies and not get bought out. You know, because this is. I do not want Apple to own Disney. No, no. Because because you already know Apple's going to do some crazy stuff. Because they can. They own them. 
no, 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 do not want this at all. Like you said, the rich people that are sitting in, who are sitting in the, um, what is those, the, in the conference rooms, all that stuff. Oh, they're, they're loving this. Anybody who's, who is any fan of either Apple or Disney, you do not want this to happen because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Apple could buy Disney and destroy Disney. Because it's, it's happening. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Have you heard about... Uh, what, what was the last time you heard about Beats by Dre? Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they destroyed it. I hear Dude, about it companies all the time, though. Exactly. They bought Beats by Dre so they cannot have competition. They destroyed it. Companies do that. Microsoft could literally buy, like I was telling people, Microsoft could literally buy Activision and destroy every single gaming company in that thing except Call of Duty. Because that's what they do. That That is what they do. I could name so many companies that they bought a medium side company. Yay, the company's going to get better. Oh, what happened? They didn't, they're not buying it to make the thing better. They're buying it to get rid of competition. Yeah. Or in this case, Apple would be buying it. They would essentially be buying an entertainment company. Exactly. Uh, it's it's kind of like, you know, Amazon just bought, uh, they just bought uh, MGM. So mm-hmm. they, they bought, you know, Amazon, they had their own studios and they made original stuff. But when you buy MGM, you get all of their portfolio and all of their projects and all of that, you know, the clout. And then you become a bigger player. That I mean, that's the whole point of acquisition and mergers anyway. The question is, as a consumer, you know, what does that mean for the things you want to see? What kind of leadership and what kind of oversight would Apple, you know, exert over Disney? Because Disney would be uh, either a subsidiary or it'd be an internal, you know, there'd be an internal delineation between Apple, the services part, and Apple, the entertainment part. And then within the Apple Entertainment, would they maintain the Apple TV Plus by itself? Would they do Disney Plus? I mean, there's a ton of questions in there that don't even tr- that haven't even gotten to the point of talking about the content itself. You know, and consol- I agree with you. Consolidation is bad. Uh, if if you know if Marvel had been able to buy, you know, Spider Man off of Sony, do we we would be poorer for it. If the the more consolidation there is, the fewer opportunities for superhero movies or superhero TV shows we're gonna get. You know, Apple's they're they're notorious for spending a ton of money on their shows, uh, but their shows are actually good. And I mean, I suppose you'd be like, well, that maybe they'll make the the Marvel, uh, Disney Plus shows better. I mean, maybe they will, but probably they won't get a they won't get rid of Feige. So you're in the same boat. They'll just have more money. That's that's not nec- I don't, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but throwing more money at Marvel is that really going to solve its problems? Throwing more money at Star mm-hmm. Wars is that going to solve its problems? You know, um, you know, maybe they'll have tough, you know, stricter oversight. So then, shit that maybe we could have gotten, you know, like Star Wars Visions, or you know, the I Am Groot series, the little sh- shorts. Maybe they're just like, why are we even? spending money on that who cares about that there's a lot of questions in here 
but as far as you know a big company getting any big uh, even bigger i don't know that that's historically been good for consumers i mean maybe it will in the short term but in the long term you know we have a big company with control of even more ip and maybe maybe they're not as interested in you know doing things the disney way and also will will, will disney world get better or worse <laughs> there's so many questions here that's what i'm trying to say uh usually when a company when a company usually when a company a bigger company buys a smaller or medium company i can tell you you diversity of the product will get cut that is not a that has just been throughout history very 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 few companies bigger companies will bought our small company still allowed the smaller company to basically run itself like how it was majority 90 percent of the time if disney if apple buys disney a lot of these mcu movies and tv shows you get are getting cut i can promise you i mean look what happened with literally we can get example look what just happened with warner brothers yeah it's going it's if apple buys the marvel i can promise you a lot of that stuff that you see on the mcu half of it is going to get cut immediately immediately well i will at least give apple this they've got a ton of money they got way more money than discovery has like when discovery bought warner brothers like it it was a major purchase for them the you know apple buying disney that's barely even anything they care about yeah like, it's the same thing it's like mike when microsoft bought um uh bethesda same thing though when bethesda a lot of the stuff bethesda was working on cut only thing yeah. you're going to be working on is Starfield in that game. That's I, it. Well, I, and I will again say that the difference here is Apple is absolutely trying to expand their presence in film and TV. And so you buy Disney, you've got the catalog, you've got their studios, you've got their ongoing projects, you've got the MCU, you've got Star Wars, you've got Lucasfilm, you've got Pixar, you got Disney Animation. They, it immediately makes them a major player in, in they're already a major player in Hollywood and makes them a huge player in Hollywood it, it puts them in my opinion Apple buy, buying Disney puts them above you know would put them above Mac you know uh, the Warner Brothers discovery in terms of potential to absolutely just like dominate uh, not saying that they would because obviously they have HBO over at discovery but this puts them in a really healthy position because they got a ton of money and the willingness to spend it to make things happen. Because uh, Apple TV Plus, they're, I'm telling you, you, you watch their stuff, they aren't, they're not skimping on it. They're not cheaping out on their shit. They make good stuff. Um, I don't know how they plan to make money with it, but they make good stuff over there. Um, that's the only bright side to this. Otherwise, yeah, media consolidation sucks. Uh, we should stop doing it just it's not it's not things have have not gotten better whenever they consolidate so uh but this is speculation uh we'll see what what's really going on Ho you know probably in the next year or so i would say and uh we'll let you guys know uh if anything is happening on that front 
And Lottie, that is all of our news for today. Um, surprise. It's it's just it's a slow news week, but that's still some interesting stuff. But, you know, maybe we missed something. Maybe uh, we got something wrong or you just had something to say uh, in response to what we were talking about. Whatever it may be, get down there to the comment section and uh, leave your thoughts there. And, of course, you can always hit us up, supernotfunnyshow at gmail.com or at supernotfunnyshow one on Twitter. Uh, and while you're down there, hit like on this uh, video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that notification bell. All that good stuff helps to grow the channel, helps more people to see uh, this podcast and the videos, and uh, we really appreciate it. And, of course, uh, I can't do the Supercast by myself. My good friend Lottie always adds his insight. Uh, so, Lottie, where can they reach you on social media? Hey, you can always find me on my uh, Instagram which is Anu Kinihun. Again, it's Anu Kinihun, A-N-U-K-I-N-I-H-U-N. And, of course, my YouTube channel, which is named exactly the same, but Anu Kinihun Animations. So, yeah, I've been pumping out animations uh, a lot lately. Yeah, I decided to do a new strategy instead of doing one-minute, 30-second animations, which freaking, like, burn me out after I make them. I'm going more of the 30-second to 40-second animations now, which I can now pump out in about a day, day and a half. So making me a lot, allowing me to pump out more animations for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, you, you guys go over there. Show love to Lottie. Uh, check him out. Uh, check him out on Instagram. And you know what? It just reminded me. Maybe I should tell people about the Instagram for the show, too. I'm I'm figuring Instagram out because I'm just, I'm just old like that, and I... Uh, I'm trying to make my transition away from Twitter uh, to Instagram. So uh, go you know, hit us up over there. Uh, follow us on uh, on Instagram. It's super not funny show. Like it just super not funny show. No spaces at all uh, on Instagram. And uh, come and show us some love. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's episode 113 of the Supercast this week. Uh, come back next week. We got plenty more to talk about because, you know, the superhero stuff, it never quits. And, uh, you know, there's, I'm pretty sure, I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, we'll hear something about uh, Fantastic Four and who's getting cast. And so you guys come back and check that out. Until then, I've been Mo, your commenter extraordinaire on all things pop culture, joined by the anime expert, video game designer, and lover of all things superhero, my good friend Lottie. And we'll see you guys on the other side of the thread. Peace. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.